Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. And uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, remember that you can uh, download or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central. You can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. And for this time, this first time this year, you can click on this little icon. We all know what a QR code is. Flash this and then you subscribe to our podcast straight away. Welcoming uh, here, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Happy to be here. I'm more than happy to be here. Good to be back with you, my friend. Do you like my shirt? I love it. And you know what? This year on SBS, we're welcoming back an old friend. I've been with you for 90 years on gravel and later on asphalt roads in black and white and later in color worlds. I've always been the same for 90 years. A dream that is worn, a symbol that is treasured, a legacy that is passed down. For 90 years, I am the Maliarosa. And my journey has just begun. This is right. The Giro is back on SBS. It's been too long, but the Giro is back home. SBS, your real home of cycling. I'm excited. How excited are you? Uh, I just goosebumped all over <laughs> <laughs> from that vision. I, I genuinely did. For me, it's your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love that stuff. But, you know, in, in those picks. You, you could just pick out some of the absolute legends, Merckx, Pantani, and then the modern-day heroes, Contador, who's just retired. I'm happy to have the Giro back. And ah. it's special to me. That's why I've got my special pink shirt on. But <laughs> we're pretty pumped, aren't we? And, and the network is pumped as well. So a big kudos to the network for backing the sporting, backing us in to showcase it to you guys. And uh, and we've got a five o'clock show, haven't we? Absolutely. Every day of the Giro, 21 episodes, uh, thanks to SBS and thanks to Zwift. Meeting us, uh, we, you can meet us here on those social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter. We'll be live every day, 5 p.m. It's exciting. I'm super excited. Uh, and yet again, it's the Giro is a fantastic race. Uh, and we are saying we are excited. There's a few people that are excited as well. We're going to continue the glory, yeah, the honeymoon yeah, yeah. period. Let's, for, let's, pump let, tires, uh, <laughs> let's just pump them up a bit, shall we? Uh, let's listen to a few riders that are also excited to have the Giro back on SBS. You know, I had a hell of a lot of support. Uh, in the race last year and it was really cool um but yeah i mean it's also not uh super easy to watch bike racing actually in australia like i know for the east side of australia they're they're on a really awkward uh time frame to watch the racing so uh yeah the fact that sbs is showing the racing is really nice and uh yeah hopefully everyone can uh, can watch it does it give you a bit of extra motivation yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always nice, you know, when your friends and family, uh, you know, can watch the bike racing back home. And yeah, it's, it's just really cool. 
Do you know what? Uh, the shame with the mask is that we can't see how excited he is. That's how yeah, excited. That, that's <laughs> John Hindley excited, by the way. <laughs> Seconding last year's He's Giro, from WA, no? Massive. Like, He's so relaxed and so chilled. Uh, he, he was a joy to watch. He was a joy to interview. He's so chilled, though. I know. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I promise you he's excited. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. That's, 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 that is excitement level, you know, 9 out of 10 for John. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, Caleb Ewan as well. Yeah, for sure. I think like, it's just a sign that it's really growing in Australia. And, you know, unfortunately for the Australian people, they have to stay up in the middle of the night to actually watch the race. But, um, you know, I think there's uh, a lot of people now, a lot of fans of cycling in Australia that will, uh, will stay up and watch it. And, um, yeah, I think it's a, a great sign for cycling in Australia. It is a great sign for uh, cycling in Australia. Uh, I mean, I'm excited. You're excited. Do you know who else is excited? Who else? You got more. I've You're got still more. going. And this one is very special. Mate, we've got to get on with the show. So come on. <laughs> I know we need we need to keep them rolling. But we we looked at the, the riders. Uh, let's listen to the ambassador of Italy. Ooh, in big one. Yeah, cycling is a very uh, popular sport in Italy and also in Australia. And the Giro d'Italia is one of the most fascinating cycling events uh, in the sports calendar. And I'm so glad that uh, uh, a national public Australian network, SBS, will broadcast live all the stages this year. And I'm, I'm really pretty sure that Italians living here in Australia will be among the spectators. The ties uh, uh, between the Italo-Australian Italo community and Italy are very strong and uh, they continue to grow uh, over time uh, and I'm equally sure that uh, many Australians of Italian origin and heritage and you know that we have here over one million of them will uh, will uh, think about the Giro with uh, with big excitement and, um, and and I think it's the same it might be the same for all uh, those Australians who do love Italy very much and in normal circumstances perhaps they would have chosen to uh, go to Italy on holiday this year, and there are so many. And um, this year we cannot travel, unfortunately, and the pandemic is affecting all of us. So maybe the Giro is uh, is a good way to travel with our minds and with our heart. Absolutely, what I will do. I, I love honestly. what she said at the end. It's classic uh, European, and you'll relate to this. But yeah. it's Europeans and Italians travel with your mind and your heart. We can't go there. And that's what we'll do. And that's what we'll take you people over the next three weeks. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. Okay. Enough of uh, pumping our own tires <laughs> because we have a bit of cycling to talk about. We We've got to talk about the race. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the point, the puppets are back, but who will wear the pink jersey tonight? Who will wear the pink jersey in three weeks? This is all what we are going to find out uh, about this race on this show today and amongst the, likes, the next 21 days. What are your key points for you, Maka, this year? Uh, because we had an exciting Giro last year, but on paper this year, I mean, look at who's there. It looks amazing. It does. It looks as good, if not better. Um, and if you can say, you know, is it possible to say that? Last last year's racing calendar, everything that got thrown up with yeah. COVID, it turned out to be one of the most exciting seasons. I think so many people said that to me, sort of, that I saw, you know, around the streets saying, wow, the racing's incredible. I think this year's Giro will equally fit the bill. It always does, yeah. doesn't it? We we all say it. It you know the, the classic slogan that 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 the Giro used. You know the the toughest race in the most beautiful place. It's hard to argue with that. Well, I'll argue on the beautiful yeah. place. <laughs> <You'll but. laughs> yeah, there is a you, you could Bring debate the, that. Might be a dead Bring heat. this one to me. Yeah, it might be a sprint to the line, photo finish, but. Look, there's so many G GC guys. Egan Bernal, remember that man. Yeah, We can't forget him. He won the Tour a couple of years ago. He bombed out last year. He's back, but he's at the Giro this year, not focusing on the Tour. 
Um, he wears number one. And then you've got Joao Almeida, the Portuguese guy. Remember, he took the jersey early on, held it for days and days and days. And then we thought, who is this kid? Can he become the first Portuguese yeah. rider to win a Grand Tour? Didn't happen, but he was right there. And then, of course, Jai Hindley. It's still, I think, the era of the young guns. Yeah, It is oh. the young talent coming through. We, we go through some of them, but uh, definitely, I mean, I can put almost, I'm not going to put my house on Can I put on one it? other name to you? Go on. Before I shut up, Remco Evenepoel. Yeah, exactly. He's back after, what, eight months of not racing, crashing out at Lombardia. He won, I think, nearly every race he began, he started yep. last year. Except before the he one crashed, he crashed in. Yeah. Except the one he crashed in. He's on the start line. I put nothing, nothing is off the table with what he can achieve here. That might sound crazy to some of you so-called experts. I cannot discount what he can do here. No, and then, of course, we've got the older guard, Nibali, and so yeah. on. But I'm almost ready, and I was going to say, I'm almost ready to put my house on the, on the market for this, but maybe not, actually, because I might uh, eat my words at the end. But... You won mine, didn't you? You won the house that I put on yeah, the market, but so I want the I want, one, maybe I can win it back. I won the one you won from Robbie. That's how we... <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Quite happy uh, in Robbie's, actually. But uh, in reality, most likely, we'll have a young rider winner of this job. This it, is most likely this is going to be. It's incredible that way. we say that, yeah. isn't it? You, you can't believe that you're saying that. And um, look, I, I won't go into it because we're about to show some interviews that we've had, but a few of the people I have interviewed, even off record, I said, it's hard to believe that 10 years ago, you wouldn't dream of saying a 21-year-old might win a Grand Tour. They it, they barely started a Grand Tour. Yeah. I can tell you that from my era. You weren't very rare to have a 21-year-old lining up. They were an absolute superstar if they did. But now here we are, there's multiples, yeah. and um, they're exciting. They're exciting Absolutely. to watch. Uh, if you like what you see, if you want to uh, leave a comment and then uh, or ask a question we can answer or hopefully try to answer, uh, you can leave a comment on the, the box below somewhere here, depending on where, where you're watching. Uh, but we can try to, uh, to answer any of the questions you may have. Uh, Jai Hindley. We have to talk about Jai because mm. he came so close last year, ever so close. Uh, Almost what well, he lost it. It was the final TT. Yeah, the final yeah. TT. Uh, this year, what can Jai do, do you think? Will, well, he, will uh, he be a watchman, first of all? Yeah, he definitely will be. He definitely, I think he will be. He, he's a little bit, it sounds crazy. I think he's maybe a little bit under the radar, a little bit. But as soon as he rides front group on a first mountain stop stage or a mountain stage, he'll be completely watched. Yeah. But saying that, he won't be allowed to just get up the road and take four minutes on a you know, flatter stage that's built for, you know, the, the the opportunists early on. That doesn't happen in the Giro often anyway, because you see mountains in the first few days. So he will be a washed man. How can he better it? Well, he has to win, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's the thing. It will be hard to better it. However, his build-up has sort of been similar. And he didn't show a lot before the Giro last year in terms of yep. results. He's done similar. And I think he's showed enough. And I think he'll be on. I think he'll. I think he'll flick the switch. And he showed enough at the Alps, Tour of the Alps, uh, yeah. what a week ago. So I think. I think he's. He's on good form. Let's listen to uh, Jay Hindley. Uh, feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, we're here with a really nice team, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful race, you know. So uh, the weather's out, and we're in northern Italy, so can't complain. Last year was a bit of a like game changer, I guess, for me personally. So. Like, yeah, just coming here with uh, some higher expectations uh, for myself personally and, yeah, also for the team, you know, I think at the end of the day we're, we're here to get a good team result and, yeah, I really want to be part of that process. What? Overwhelming experience actually for me personally, you know, I didn't really expect uh, 
to come away with like the results that I did. So uh, yeah, like I said, it was a bit of a game changer and uh, you actually learned a lot in the last uh, week there. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can use that experience uh, and really uh, get into it this year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, different races, also different different time of year. So, you know, it's uh, not, not the same uh, as last year, but uh, I think training wise, uh, it's it's been pretty pretty similar with with a couple high altitude camps and uh, yeah I mean I think the numbers are pretty similar to to what they were around this time last year I mean it's not been the most uh, sm you know like buttery smooth run in with uh, some illness earlier in the season and a crash just the other day but yeah I mean I'm I'm here and I'm pretty hungry and ready to go so see how it goes. So that's him excited again. <laughs> He's, you know what, jokes aside, that I, I think what makes him good as well because doesn't seem, there doesn't seem to be much that stresses Jai Hindley. And, you know, I've seen him a lot more, obviously, in Australia. Mm -hmm. We've seen him up close and yep. personal. He's a pretty chilled out guy and he'll just take it in his stride. But talking about, you asked me, will, or will he be under the radar or bits like that? Someone else on his team that well, I he, think he's under the radar. Is he here to support Bardet or yeah. is Bardet here to support him? Because I think Bardet said he will be riding the tour as well. Uh, so he go, he's going for the, the double. But which way will it swing, do you think? No, I think there'll be a both. A, they're both a plan A, if that makes sense. Uh, so they'll both ride to support each other, but, but they won't be, they'll be riding in the front group as much as they can without having to put their noses in the wind and they'll only do it for each other if they have to. Yeah. A bit like Calderman with Jai yeah. last year. Mm -hmm. Calderman was the protected man. Jai was a, a strong plan B and then Jai became the plan A over the top of the Stelvio that day, yeah. you know, or he had to follow. So I think I'm really interested to see how Bardet will go. This yeah, is different too. for him. New team, not different, different build-up. Yeah, not a French team, yeah. a lot less pressure, not a French tour. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that I am personally expecting from from. He's uh, under the radar. Don't you think? I think he's under the radar. Even in French media, you don't really hear about him. The Giro is starting. They don't talk about Bardet. Well, he's not in a French team. No, exactly. So that all all that sort of media press release stuff that would normally go out from the from his team yeah. to the French press. So yeah, I think he's probably enjoying himself. Before we we move on to uh, to Calabio, and uh, if we look at someone like Jai. He touches a bit on, on his uh, on his interview, but the fact that the tour the, the tour of Italy, the Giro, is back at this normal slot in May compared to last year, which was towards the end of the season, how much of a difference could this be for a young rider like him and for older riders that are, you know, someone like Nibali, he's been riding the Giro in May forever. Yeah, that's uh, a good question. We'll find out in three weeks because <laughs> no, but it's sort of without trying to be a is smarty pants. Is that my fence you're sitting on? <laughs> yeah. Well. Not even, not even the best sports scientists would know the answer to that. They can look at the data, and, and like Jai talked about his data at this time of the year, but the race is in a different time of the year yeah. compared to last year. Last year, the cards were thrown in the air, everything, box and dice, everything. So now we go back to a normal year, but it's still not a complete normal year, is it? No. COVID is still around. Therefore, races have been cancelled. Races have been postponed. There's been small little nuances that have changed the way you know, the riders have to prepare, et cetera. 
we're not going to know and what we will know what we know now though is that we're going to have a brilliant race absolutely yeah. another Aussie to watch for stage wins it's Caleb Ewan yes just mentioned definitely him. Uh, what can we accept, uh, expect from him and, and how does he normally perform at a Giro we expect a stage win Caleb at least one <laughs> only one <laughs> no we, we can we sort of we should we should expect a stage win he expects a stage win I think the typical um, thing for Caleb and the team will be he'll do the first week to 10 days. Okay. Don't expect him to finish because then he'll prep for the Tour de France. Well, this is his prep. This is his big prep for the Tour de France. But if you finish it, it's very hard to back up and be super good, obviously, at the Tour. So he will be aiming early on to go bang, knock over a stage win for the team and for himself and for his morale. And then, you know, anything from that is a bonus. Absolutely. Let's uh, remember that you can actually leave comments uh, in the box below. I've been showing some on screen. There's a, a lot coming up. Uh, put a comment and then we'll see if we can uh, comment them ourselves or answer any question you have. But right now, we'll listen to Caleb Ewan. Well, I'm happy to be here and happy that now, like this season, everything's going ahead as planned. So it's not, not like last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to be here and ready to get started. Really. I noticed that this is the first year that you've not started your season in Australia. Does that change your preparation at all? Um, yeah, a little bit. Like I, I always like starting my season there because it's, you know, it's a good kind of first goal for me. Like I always want to go well there because, yeah, obviously it's home race. Um, but yeah, I, this is the first year I haven't started. It's actually the, the worst start I've had to a season. Yeah. Um, I feel physically, I feel good, but um, Results-wise, it's, it's been a pretty pretty average start, but uh, yeah, hopefully I can change that now. You yeah. said it's been a bad start, but I mean, second in Milan San Remo, and I heard one of your interviews there. You were talking about how you'd been working on your climbing, which you you think helped you in Milan San Remo. Mm. Are you looking at more than just the sprint stages for this year's Giro? Um, well, I think like I'm probably not climbing as good as I was in San Remo, but uh, I think some of that forms kind of. We should still be there and I think in general I'm a bit stronger than I was like the last few years so maybe on some of those stages that it's like iffy if it'll be a sprint or not I can uh, I can maybe do well on and I think I think this stage three is one of those stages where it can kind of go either way yeah um, so yeah I think like stages like that that in the past probably I wouldn't have been able to do I think I can maybe go for now yeah. what do you love about the Giro d'Italia well you know I, I don't know if there's going to be crowds here, but like in the past, you know, there's always, you know, the Italian, Italian people are so enthusiastic about the race and, um, and that's always really nice. So yeah, I think, uh, if there's no crowds, we'll be missing that, but, uh, yeah, good food and, you know, nice scenery. So it's a, it's a good place to be. It's not a bad place to be the Joe actually, uh, before we divulge on, on what Caleb said, how you wrote the Giro? Mm. How are these guys feeling just on the day of starting a Giro? What what's the internal feeling? Are they itchy feet? Is that is the season really starting for the Grand Tours now? Uh, what, what how did you feel when you when you started your Giro? Yeah, well, I think well, I only rode one, yeah. so I can only give. But you, you started it. So yeah, I started it, and, I, and thankfully finished I finished it. it. Yeah, but I can only give it's the perspective. Me, so. Yeah, the perspective of a say the guys lining up for their very first. Yeah, you'll be you'll be a little bit anxious. You'll be at the point now, and well, now especially over their their time. You know, it's the morning. You just want to start. You so they've been building up now. They would have arrived in uh, Torino or Turin in English. Um, you know, three days ago, 
So there's this whole sort of almost a week buildup. Yep. You've got to have your blood tests. You've got to have all the team protocol, COVID team test. presentation, COVID tests. I think they're having three, yep. by the way, in the Absolutely. lead up. So then you get through all that and then there's a fair bit of sitting around and you're just like, I just want to get on my bike and race. And yeah, for me, that's how it felt. I remember we started in the Vatican, actually. Had to meet the Pope. You know, had to meet the Pope. I mean, seriously, <laughs> did we have time for that? Yeah. I mean, but so, yeah, a bit of anxiety, tension. And then for the guys that have done multiples, they feel the same, less anxious, less nerves. They've been there before. They know what to expect. So they just go through the process, but they still want to just get on the bike. Absolutely. And then so Caleb, uh, he mentions further along in, in, in the interview, uh, and the full interview is actually available on the, the Cycling Central website, but he mentions that he's expecting chaotic uh, sprints is it because the, the sprint stages are very quickly after the start so it's not today tomorrow it's likely to be a, a stage win do you think this is the way the sprint might go this year and then in a, in a chaotic sprint how does Caleb behave oh, we saw we saw how he delivered at the tour was yeah. it last year well both last year and the year before the way he weaves his way through a pack uh, is pretty incredible so the more chaotic in some ways suits Caleb the better <laughs> yeah because he he's a little bit of a freestyler he has Roger Kluger obviously and one or two of his other teammates that can deliver him but he sorts himself out in that last sort of 500 meters yep. so yes and Giro finishes can be a little bit more chaotic than the tour you know they they don't they, they bend the rules and in, in, in what I mean is I don't mean bending the UCI rules I mean bend the rules in terms of there might be a bend 300 metres from the finish line. Not a corner, just a little bend. Just a, they're, well, they're more exciting to a degree. Sometimes yeah. you go, whoa, this finish is crazy chaotic, but it worked. I remember last year we also had an helicopter that flew very close to the barrier. Yeah. And and through the barrier. So there's always Took the a bunch unexpected. Of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we laugh because yeah, it was the, fine. The but, rider was okay. But yeah. the, the, the anecdote is that in a zero finish, we never know you, how it's gonna what's going to happen. Yeah. It's part of the race and it's part of the allure. Yeah. It remember is, the three Even for the riders. The three-legged dog last year? That's right, that's right, on the mountain stage, on the mountain stage. Three-legged dog, and we're like, watch the dog. And there was a solo rider, the Alex Dowsett, was winning the stage. That was, And you're like, only on the Giro will a three-legged dog be leaping down the road, and it was a chihuahua or something. Three-legged. Anyway, you couldn't make it up. If you don't believe us, go back and look at the tapes, all right? Last question on Caleb. No hope for Mayorosa. He will, will not wear Mayorosa this year. No, I don't think so. Because of no. the rate, like because there's the time trial tonight. Yes, eight. We'll, we'll get to that. But it is an eight point six kilometer prologue. Too long for him to keep close, I think, and to get time bonuses. And then even if he did win that first sprint stage, I don't think he'd get the. He'd need absolutely everything to go perfectly absolutely uh in terms of the, the aussie riders uh we are lucky to uh have the gold and in uh, uh, green jersey green and gold yeah uh, green and gold jer uh, jersey riding the giro Camayo, you caught up a little bit with him oh, i did uh he, he looks good he looks yeah good, he's he's a seasoned pro now cam and his career is actually we won't go right into it but if you go back and look at his career it's actually quite incredible what he's achieved and even the fact that he took a step out for a small short period mm -hmm rejoined back with bike exchange and he now is a real key player and you know he'll be a cool and calm head um for that team and for simon yates absolutely let's listen to to come and then we'll talk uh, more 
in advance uh, with uh, what, what can we expect from, yeah. from Bike Exchange? Because could you could you have for them? This is Cam Mayer. Definitely exciting to have the the green and gold, and at such an important race for um, well for the calendar season, but also for our team with uh, uh, the high expectations we do come here with. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, probably a different role than what I've uh, had per se in the past I, I tend to lean more towards the flat roads now whereas maybe back in my younger days they'd be like oh on the climbing stages you can uh you can get over that climb and these days I don't get over as many climbs as I do with uh with the track training that I <laughs> I incorporate into my program but uh I'm really thriving on on that role on the on the flatter roads trying to look after Simon on those on those sprint stages that can get a little bit chaotic uh and then obviously in the medium mountains as well um I can get over some climbs and I'll hope to be late into those stages as well. But using some of my experience and, and calling some shots on the roads will be part of that, along with Michael Hepburn and Crystal Jensen and Tanya Kangert, who are probably the experienced guys within our squad. And uh, it's just about trying to be uh, as calm as possible, I think, through, through a grand tour through the three weeks. And I'm actually rumoured with Simon Yates to try and put a little bit of that calmness across uh, over these next three weeks. and. Fingers crossed it all goes well. Well, there was a, a Cam Mayer. How important to to choose the the, the rider you're rooming with? Uh, like he just said in a, in the interview, uh, is here to calm Simon Yates. Why is that? What are we are we expecting Simon to be not calm? No. Well, actually, he he sort of went on to say, I think I, I think I then said, is he calm or is he a, a sort of tense sort of guy? And he said no. He hates tension. He actually like, likes to be nice and relaxed, and he is. But, you know, when you're a GC guy and you're the one that's got the, you know, the microscope is on you on that team and of, of the cycling media, you're certainly going to feel it a yeah. little bit more, and it's how you deal with it. And if you've got a calm team and teammate to room with, because you then, you know, it's almost like you've got your, uh, uh, your counsellor. <laughs> next to you your roommate is also your counselor because you'll be in bed or you'll be sitting around debriefing on the day you'll have already debriefed probably with the team but then you'll want to talk to just one individual person and so someone the gossip, who, this is where the gossip happens yeah a little bit yeah and and but you do you want to someone who's been there with you not maybe the swan you're all the yeah. mechanic but you just want to be able to go listen you know this and that and da, 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 da. but and Cammy's Cammy's a calm guy and yeah. he talks about protecting him in the the chaotic sprints as well yes yeah which is which is new for Cam because yeah. as, and he's right a few you know in his early on in his career when he was sort of was looking at being a GC guy himself he was that guy that was looking after the riders in the higher mountains so I think he's enjoying that role which is the sprint chaotic stages it's I tell you what <laughs> you got to have some nerves so um but Cam he's ready for it Absolutely. Uh, you caught up as well with uh, Matt White. I did. Uh, yep. Matt White is, is just a he's, a, he's a, he's a no BS, basically. He, he, no BS, he's word, black and white. He's, he's pretty yeah. straightforward. He, look, Whitey, I, and, a, and a backstory, which I've probably said, but Whitey's raced a few Giro's. We, the one I raced, we raced together. We literally would have our chin wag at the back of the bunch. And he was probably my counsellor, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, I had some great teammates as well, but as an Aussie, uh, no, he um, he he was a great guy to talk to on the road, and um, he says it how it is. Absolutely, and then uh, in this interview, which you were just about to play, uh, listen to this because he talks about how he went last year for the team, mm. uh, which is a big question mark on on what happened this year for them. Remember, they got chucked out of the Giro uh, because they had some COVID cases yeah. in, in their team. Let's listen to uh, to Matt. Did they get chucked out? 
well, I said chucked out, you know, <laughs> they got sent home, you know. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's listen to uh, the interview you did with Matt White. Matt White, thanks for joining me. Uh, here we go again, Gino Italia. I think a race fair to say that you love is dear to your heart. You've lived in Italy over the years, but now you must be feeling you've got a pretty good shot at this one with uh, Simon Yates and a strong team. Definitely, definitely, uh, Maka. I think this is not the first time we've been in this situation, but the last couple of years hasn't gone as, as planned, especially especially last year, uh, you know, with uh, numerous people catching COVID, starting with Simon, and us have, forcing to leave the race before it... So it is, uh, it is unfinished business, uh, and we've got a great team here to, to support Simon, and uh, really looking forward to getting it up and away on Saturday uh, in Turin. Uh, let's talk about, let's get the negative stuff out of the way first. And let's talk about right now. Does the COVID plans for you guys as a team, and I guess as the race, has anything been tweaked from last year or internally with you guys? Are you, I guess you've got to be a little bit nervous about it, but have you changed anything in your approach to that? Uh, one part that's changed is we have had all our medical staff and our, a lot of our therapists have been vaccinated which uh, which is good for them. But at the end of the day, people who've been vaccinated can still pass on to people who haven't been vaccinated. So, but as far as health-wise, that's a, that's a plus, whereas no one had been vaccinated, uh, obviously, in October or the Vuelta, or for the Vuelta for that matter. But I think we, we as a bubble and we as a team have a very strong uh, policy, but we can, we can only control what we can control. So we... This year, if we don't like certain situations in hotels, for example, then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just be taking things into our own hands and eating in our rooms, for example. So mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, just, they're just the little things that we can do. Because inside the bubble, uh, you know, we've, we've all had six-day, three-day tests. There's two extra tests put on by the RCS in the first week this year. So I think people, people it'll get on if people have positive cases, they'll be onto it very, very quickly. We have little small policies, like if we stay at a hotel more than one day, we don't have cleaners come in to our, to our rooms because at the end of the day, staff who are working uh, in these hotels are not getting tested uh, and we can't control that. Mm. But you know, the, the dining areas are the big ones that, that concern, have concerned us in the past and some races have been very, very diligent with providing separate dining areas for, for per team and other other places in the last uh, 12 months we've had to eat with the general public which has not been ideal in a pandemic because the person sitting three meters across from you uh could have COVID and is not wearing a mask while they are eating their dinner so little things that we'll be taking into if we don't like the situation we see at a hotel we'll be eating in our rooms and we'll be doing everything we can to uh to uh, make sure we don't have a repeat of last year, which at the end of the day, we don't know where that, where that came from, um, but uh, we, we can certainly take actions to prevent it. There you go. Matt White uh, says it like it is. Uh, it's true. Last year, it was dramatic because they had a real shot last year. Yes. I, yeah, this is this that. is sort of third dip at the cherry for Simon Yates yeah. too, isn't it? He, he, he was close a few couple of years prior. And he just exploded in that last four days. And uh, it was Chris Froome went on to win, yep. I think, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So this is, it is unfinished business, 100%. And I feel like, I, I don't think I asked Matt uh, in the full interview. I feel like the Giro though for them is almost more important than the Tour de France this year, which is, you know, the, the Tour is the Tour and it's always 
mm-hmm. going to be the biggest and the best and all that sort of stuff, but and for sponsors and everything. But I think for Team Bike Exchange, if they win the Giro, they'll hang their head on that for the rest of the year. Yeah. And and how much of the, the fact that uh, Adam left the team, so Adam yeah, it's the twin of Simon, Simon, how much of this probably released, I mean, even the tiny bit of pressure in Simon's head, because he always had someone to compare himself to. Okay, he might have... An exact a, replica. Exactly. <laughs> copycat. Uh, but in reality, now he's the art leader on the Giro. There's no question asked. There's no switcheroo jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, in a way... How much do you think this is also a relief of pressure in his mind? It's just the like it's, well, it's Simon. Well, it was interesting that because the reality is, my understanding is they both have separate managers. Okay. And Adam obviously was was keen to move on, and he's now at Ineos. Simon obviously was very happy where he was. So maybe there is a tiny bit where they had a bunch of years together and went, you know what, this is great. We're twins. We're it was fun. Living nearby, yeah. racing together, sharing rooms together. Time to go and do our own thing. Yeah. And Adam obviously put his hand up and said, I'm ready to, to move on. Do you think Adam is a rider that other riders will watch out? So when we look at the start list, we mm. point to Bernal, we point to Jai, we point to uh, Almeida. Do you think other riders, it might be a, a stupid question. Adam or Simon, you mean? Sorry, Simon. Simon, Simon. yeah. See, here we go. Yeah, well, I know, <laughs> we're already doing it. Yeah. Uh, but do you think other riders are seeing Simon as a real potential threat for the for the, the win. Massively. 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 To me, so someone like to me Simon to... Yates, based on form, based on and based on his prep and the whole thing, the backstory with him at the Giro, he is the favourite to win. That's that's what I say right now before they've turned a pedal in anger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's look he won two of Alps yeah. and he was he was excellent there. And I watched that and um that was it. That is all. That has always been a key marker for the Giro d'Italia and for Giro d'Italia's success. I know times have changed, generation generations have changed, but I think he's hitting all the targets. Okay. So, yeah, I think so he's the man to beat. It's one absolutely to to watch out uh, on SBS Live from uh, from tonight. Yeah, uh, absolutely will be a stunner. Not tonight. I mean, he's not going to. Uh, Simon is not going to do anything. No, he'll tonight, just really. he'll do it. He'll he'll survive. Yeah, he'll lose. Who knows? Thirty seconds, forty seconds to the winner. But that won't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sagan, where is Peter Sagan? He's at the Giro, but where is that, do you think? Let's listen he, to him. Yeah, let's have a listen. Let's, and let's then we'll, listen we'll debrief. They're very good. I'm very happy to be here. I'm very glad that also weather condition is much better than in last week in, uh, in Swiss. <laughs> and, uh, well, pretty relaxed. It's not that, uh, you know, that uh, you don't feel that the pressure we are for races and now you know with the these corona problems and stuff it's also uh, a little bit like uh, without fans you know we are just in the hotel we cannot move we have to stay in the bubble and uh, another part is also relaxed because yeah. <laughs> nice. last time i did giro d'italia in october <laughs> now he's in uh, in the may then it's already different. I feel like uh, I did Giro d'Italia one month ago. But it's okay. Like, uh, well, the start of the season for me was uh, a little bit difficult with the COVID and stuff that I passed. And after I turned back on the bike and after I tried to rest as much as possible to get 
in condition and I think uh, now for the Giro I should be ready and uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> He's chilled uh, too. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, side. it's hard to believe it is only his second start of the Giro. I know, I know. It's I, hard to believe when you look at the career he's got. I guess, I guess, what is he, won seven greens? Yeah. So he's, he's always been the focus of the green jersey at the Tour de France. And and during that period, it sadly, the race is not on at the moment. He'd, he'd go to California. Yeah. At, at that, the Giro would be on. California was like that one-week stage race that yeah. lapped over the Giro. So he'd do that as preparation. So, no, look, as fans and people commentating, calling the race, it's so good to have Sagan here. He'll have his work cut out. I think, I think, think so? for stage wins, yeah. if you compare the Giro to the Tour, and without dissecting every little stage of the Giro compared to the Tour this year, the Giro does have those little pinches, you know, mm -hmm. less stages for the pure sprinters, more for the likes of Peter Sagan. So I think he'll nail a stage. He's already he had a win. Is it uh, was it Romandy or I, I might be getting mixed up. He's had a win. We know that much this year yep. and recently. So the form's there, um, but he'll have his work cut out because there's so much talent in the uh, in the race. Absolutely. Uh, let's hope he doesn't get lost like he did uh, last year. Remember this thing on social media where he hitched a hike that's with right. uh, with the fans. Yeah, with the car and with they the filmed car. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought uh, but that. that's the Giro. Uh, yeah, okay. it's cool. Uh, local boy. For tonight, let's look at uh, tonight. It's, mm. it's a time trial, uh, so let's look at uh, uh, how it's shaping in terms of the uh, the road. It's pretty flat, pretty eight point six kilometers. Cavania uh, for quick step, do you think? Is, is Remy Cavania? Remy Cavania. Yes, he is one two two two. No, no, yeah, absolutely. You should be. Form. He's in red hot form. He's had a couple of TT wins already this year, and big ones at that. We've seen him. He's won Grand Tour stages. Uh, yep. He won a stage of the Vuelta a couple of years ago. So he's in good shape, he and he will heart, absolutely he target threw this. Threw his heart out, uh, helping uh, Alaphilippe in La Flèche. Yep, yep. Yeah, he did this. He, he completely constructed that win for for Alaphilippe. Do you think is he one of your favourite for you tonight? Oh, uh, I think because all the talk is Ghana. Yeah, as the world champion, but the shine has just rubbed off a little bit of Ghana. Just so far in the last month, Cavagna's beaten him. He beat him at, uh, I think it was Romandy. I've written it down there, but he's, he's beaten him at, in the Romandy TT and he got him convincingly. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't the only one who beat Garner. So I'm just wondering if Garner's form is either was is either still on the way up in terms of TT form or if Cavagna's timed it better. And, yeah. he, and, he, and the 8Ks for him, it's flat. On paper, you'd think it'll suit Garner better. More, bit more powerhouse, you know, grind the bigger gear better. But, gee, Cavagna, I tell you what, he's pretty powerful himself. And you mentioned Ghana. You know mm. what? Let's ask him. Yeah. What uh, What are the expectations for Ghana? We hope uh, to finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joke. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, to be ready to add my leaders in the Giro is, uh, is much important. And uh, then uh, if I can uh, take my personal result, uh, I'm happy, but uh, at the moment, uh, I think to support the guys. There we go. Filippo uh, Ghana, just to finish. He's a cool customer, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's but, uh, there's, there's something in him, though. He wants to, you want to win on home soil. An Italian. He won four stages yeah. last year. And this, again, and this again. If he wins tonight, yes. he gets this. On the 90th birthday, we said it, 90th birthday of the Mayo Rosa, mm. you want to start the Giro with an Italian on it. Yeah. And, and he's probably... Do you think in back of his mind there is this sort of little pressure or motivation? Oh, totally. As an Italian, 
on home soil, um, starting with a prologue, your forte, your specialty. You, he'll roll down the ramp wearing the world championship colours. You know, it doesn't get any bigger than that, does it? So, and just on those timings, by the way, I've got them all here in front of me. The start times, obviously the riders go off more or less at one minute intervals, I think until the last 10 or 20. So it kicks off, we kick off at 9.50. 9.50 on SBS Vice. Yeah, and I'll be joining Matthew Keenan. He's running the show. I'll be just jumping in here and there. Uh, first rider down the ramp, I think, at 10. So we're live from the very beginning. And then here's the slot, right, at 4.29 local time in Italy. So uh, midnight, 29 minutes past midnight. Yes, yeah, so almost 12.30. Jean yeah. Almeida at 4.29. 30, Egan Bernal. 31, Simon Yates. 32, Dan Martin. And about five minutes after that, our very own Jai Hindley. So... Get your siesta in now, people. <laughs> have a little, just have a little lie down. Listen to some SBS chill. That's what I normally do. Yeah, nice plug. <laughs> Get yourself back up and then jump on board. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. 9.50, first stage of the Giro 2021, back home on SBS, yes. on SBS Viceland. You gotta, you, you you gotta watch it. And then someone is saying, uh, I think it's Julie that says, uh, "Will troll DJ make an appearance?" Ooh. You know what, Julie? Tune in and you'll find out because we don't know. <laughs> we don't know who Troll DJ is and we don't know who, who and when Troll DJ appears on your screen. True fact. Uh, excited? I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. I mean, we covered the Giro last year, but yeah. we keep saying it. But now, now we've got it. It's our baby. It's back. And, uh, and it's for multiple it. years. It's not yeah. just a one-off. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Maka, for, Thank for you. coming. All pink. Yeah. Are you not going to wear this for 21 days, yeah? No, I might wear it tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it here. We'll see. If it, if it hasn't walked out the door on its yeah. own, I might put it back on. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank yes. you for uh, tuning to uh, the Zwift Cycling Central live podcast. And yes, we will be live every day of the Giro, 5 p.m., wherever uh, you connect on the social media uh, with SBS Cycling Central or SBS Sport. Uh, you can also log a ride with our friend at Zwift until the next episode, which is tomorrow. Remember, 9.50, the Giro is back, officially back home on SBS. It's Cyclone. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts, and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.